Welcome back to the High Performance Agent Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Bellavo, and I'm here with Laura Malik. Hey, hey. So we're back. We are we are rolling with this new format and having so much fun. And we are going to dive into a topic that Laura and I have been dancing around in our like personal side conversations for what feels like a year, which is kind of execution. Because I think there's a lot of great content out there on like how to set goals and smart goals and all this stuff. But executing is where the real difficulty arises. So Laura, we can target this conversation as clearly as possible. Can you kind of outline your pain point with that and kind of why we've perennially kept kind of having this conversation about executing and finding like a maybe a better way for you to focus or kind of categorize what you want to be working on? Yes, actually, I like the word that you say categorize that very much speaks to me. But at, you know, just like piggybacking off what you said, I feel, you know, I've done the self growth and the business growth, and I understand goals, I understand, you know, like the big rocks, the most important pieces to focus on in my business. And so I have all that put together. But I also have, you know, like all these ideas in my head. And I'm like, oh, I want to do this and I want to do this and I want to do this. And, you know, there's a couple of things to unpack there. One is you and I always remind each other that you can do it all. You just can't do it all at once. However, the difference that I've seen between you and myself is you start executing and start getting at all those things that you want to do. And I feel like I'm at a standstill because I'm like, well, which idea should I start with? And how do I even start? And kind of like not being afraid to, start small, but I don't know how to make that important as a big rock, I guess, on my schedule. And I don't want to do that anymore. Like I have ideas of wanting to add, like add in hybrid farming for my real estate business. I have a passion of like all my you know community building within real estate agents and really just want to be training and teaching classes a lot. Big picture, I have a book that's inside me. Like I spent money and invested on a great coach to understand how to get started writing your book. That's been at a standstill. So it's like all these things, I just keep kicking the can, but I don't even know if I'm kicking the can. Oh, that's so good. I One thing I do when we're recording these is I write furious notes so I can remember what I want to come back to. And I just wrote down seven that I want to loop back to on what you just said. So I want to I want to start with the first thing that stood out, which is this concept of making your goals and then putting them in a drawer and then never looking at them again, which isn't what you do, but I just want to like speak to this concept. So we all well I don't even want to speak so generally, but it's very common in our industry to set goals usually at the end of the year, maybe the beginning of the new year, whatever at any point. And I think one thing that can be really challenging is to have a great goal setting session, like an initial kickoff, but then put literally put them in a drawer and not look at them again or not have a clear plan of execution. I, I can think back about all of the different like goal setting and business planning clinics that I've been at. And there are some like really common pitfalls that I would run into with executing. One would be literally the putting them in a drawer phenomenon and not figuring out how to bring them into my day-to-day life, which you were just speaking to. And then the other thing- Bring them into your day-to-day life. I love that. Yeah. Which like, okay, that sounds great. But like, how do you do that? So we'll talk about that in a minute. (laughs) And then also setting too many goals. 
at once, which it's fine to be ambitious. Like I will be your biggest cheerleader for that. Like you listed your book, building a, a farm to grow your real estate business, teaching, coaching, which by the way, those are two very different things, plus your sales business, plus, you know, all the other like dimensions of you that are outside of like your your business and creative ambitions. So and it's not bad to have all of that, but I think it can be so overwhelming when we want so much at once and can see it all for ourselves. And there's only so much of us to go around. There's only so much time, so much energy. So there's a lot that kind of dovetails with all of this. But I want to start with, for me, what has helped me get my goals into a place of execution. And it really did start with a Keller Williams training that I took a long time ago. I think it was in 2014. So a good 10 years ago, I was introduced to this tool called A411 which stands for four weeks, one month, one year. And what is great about that tool, and there's so many other ways to do that, this is just an example, is really taking what you want to accomplish in a year and then breaking that into like a monthly bite of how to start moving towards that. And then a weekly bite of like, what can I do this week to start to accomplish the thing I want to do this month that will ultimately feed into the thing that I will do this year. So I'll kind of pause there because there's a lot of nuance there. But Laura, do you have anything you want to add to that piece of things? I actually have a follow-up question to see if I'm tracking correctly because I'm familiar with the 411 and yet I heard something a little bit differently. Is the goal for me to kind of break it down backwards? Like, So you said, you know, think of my year and think of my goals and all those kind of areas maybe I mentioned. And I think where I get a little bit stuck is I'm always like, what should I be doing in January? Like, what should I be doing now? Am I supposed to be thinking about that backwards that like by November, I like, I hope that it's here and like trying to get smaller and smaller or how do I break it down to January? To Let where me tell I you, I, yeah. And I think this is actually what I've embraced on such a deep level. There is no right way to work on your goals. And there is no, like, there, there's so many thoughts out there, right? About like, set a stretch goal. Like, there have been times where setting a stretch goal inspired me. There were other times where setting a stretch goal disempowered me because it felt so ridiculous that I felt like, what's the point of even trying to do that? Because I like to know that I am going to get a win in, in a lot of cases. So I think all of this gets very psychological. <laughs> and that's why it's not straightforward. And there's no just, easy manual of like, here's what you do. And I think what I have found, and we spoke to this in our prior human design episode about kind of like how to tap into how you function and all of that. What I have found is the magic happens for me, not when I sit and wait to figure out the whole master plan and what my November goal should be in January. That's where I get really stuck because it's it's a little hard for at least the way I tick to map things out in such like a linear and strategic fashion, what I have found works really well for me is to just get the ball rolling. And I know you and I have talked about this mm. a lot in the sidebar, but what happens is when I get moving, when I see a Let's pathway so, that... Hold yeah. on, you missed you missed a saying right there because you said, basically you're like, well, make a decision and then make a plan and execute. And that's basically what you're saying right now of like getting that ball going, make a make a decision to do it, create the best plan you can, but like get started. 
Yeah. And maybe don't even create the best plan you can because I see a lot of people mm. get stuck on trying to create the best plan. For me, it's like I need a micro Hi, it's plan. Me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just singing that little song before we started. So yeah, like I so I can get so I, I got stuck on this with my academy of feeling like I needed to know my end game before my step B. Like I did step A and then I was on B worrying about Z and I felt so immobilized by that. And instead, I started to just look at what tiny thing can I do to chip away that for me feels like progress and momentum, but also very importantly, I need to enjoy it. I need to want to do it because if it starts to feel like a homework assignment, I am I am out. <laughs> like I just can't bring bring it in that kind of way. Like I think that's sort of like an old way I operated like in school. And then I brought that into my early business life and understanding like my design and like my brain wiring. Like I've got to feel excited. And, and sometimes I'm not excited, right? Like especially doing new things. I was very nervous about changing the podcast format. I really had to kind of ruminate about it a little bit, talk with a couple people and I felt nervous when we started recording last week, but it was that like mindset I've really started to take on of like, okay, like just try it. If we hate it, we don't have to release it. We don't even have to tell anyone. We'll just scratch it. So I think it's like really like shifting my perspective that the stakes are never that high. Nothing is too big to be undone or recalibrated and, and change my course. So for me, that is how I have used my 411 tool, which people call it a goal setting tool but for me it's a goal execution tool. So what I'm doing is constantly making these little recalibrations of like say so I have these like areas like I want to accomplish this in my real estate team, this in my coaching business, this in my home life. So I've built it out to a point where I have all of these different areas of my life that have things in me in, that are very important to me in them. But I started by building out one of those areas and then grew and grew and grew. So it's like if I, we're talking about my real estate team and I know I want to you know, sell X number of homes this year or you know, my criteria have changed a lot over the years. At times, I was focusing on profit. More recently, I've been focused on minimizing my time and emotional energy to maintain the business the way that it is so that I can free up emotional energy to do other things. So there's like, again, no wrong way to have a goal. Sometimes I know how I'm going to do that. There's like a very clear action step. I need to hire this person or I need to you know, set this many listing appointments to get this many signed listing agreements. But sometimes it's much murkier and and or like you can do activities to drive your business and you may not always see the exact outcome you thought or in the timeline you thought or in the way that you thought. And that is like really annoying because I'm sure we would all love a guaranteed plan. <laughs> and there are certain activities that certainly have like are a little bit more measurable. But what I have found about me is the way that I like to grow businesses is through relationships and influence and networking and branding. And some of that just isn't quantifiable at all. So I've embraced that. And then it's made it easier for me to say, what is you know one thing I can do to move in the right, what I think is the right direction, the ideal direction? I don't even want to use like good, bad, right, wrong language. How can I move into the ideal direction? Try this for a month and see. Try this and see how it feels. 
test this and see if there is a result and then recalibrate and recalibrate and recalibrate. So I'll pause and let you share some thoughts, but I do want to talk about how I use the tool on an ongoing basis to keep doing that. Yeah, well, we're definitely, I feel you have talked to me about this before and it's even in your academy and it kind of shows sometimes like you can hear some information and either just didn't click right the right way or maybe like it was not what you needed, but like I'm tracking, I'm clicking this time, but I want to make sure I am. So I, I get the, I have my year, you know, kind of plan or things that are important to me. And it sounds like, I mean, you said categories. I like the word buckets, but we'll call it categories. Mm-hmm. Like, so you have like, you have a lot and you're asking people to start with less and add, but like you do think about like your family and yourself and business. And then maybe like your passion project that may or may not fuel your business. And I think you even have like a money one, right? Like you have quite a few. Yeah, just to list. Thank you for bringing this up. So I have a bucket for my academy and coaching. That's sort of all one. I have a bucket for my real estate team. I have a bucket for my marriage, especially as a mom. It's I I just have a goal to have two date nights a month. Like it's nothing like that crazy, but what you focus on expands. So by making sure we have date nights, we actually have date nights. I have a bucket for just general family stuff. So if I have things I'm working on with my kids, like decorating my daughter's nursery last year or planning a trip like those kinds of things go there i have a financial bucket where i track my income and my net worth as well as other things but those and then like tasks go in there too like making sure i get my taxes together and and things like that so that's where i keep my money life on track and then i have a personal bucket that probably could use the most attention right now because it's been kind of general like self-care and whatever, but that's sort of an ongoing practice of figuring out as a mom. And then for me, I love having a fitness bucket. I get this. I was telling someone the other day, I don't know why, but I love tracking how many exercise classes I take per year. It just gives me a sense of satisfaction. It's not something to beat myself over the head with. I am always kind of recalibrating all of these buckets to be like, what empowers me? What's reachable? What's important to me right now? And it's crazy how just as a human, like your life landscape is constantly shifting. My priorities are constantly shifting, you know? So it, for me, it's this like really, there's this great phrase one of my coaches, Dara, has said of like, hold your goals loosely. And this tool has allowed me to do that. And, and my mindset is really what has driven that of, I like to know that I'm working towards things and and to have an idea of where i'm going and then i also really need that permission to make the changes and never feel like i need to do this cuz i said i would or this isn't working out and i'd rather just put my energies elsewhere so it's really allowed me to kind of like cut my losses look at where i'm spending my time be thoughtful be intentional and that and manifest what i want make sure i'm taking the vacations that i want make sure i am spending time with my husband and not falling into that like new parent roommate phenomenon like i mean i could go all over the place but that's like how comprehensive this tool is for me and then i i look at it every week and make little updates so i so that's what i was going to ask so we're not at the week yet we're actually at the month so yeah, I heard you say the categories of the year and like, and reminder everyone, we all have to start small. You know, she's built that up to your what? Yeah, I started with my team. In the beginning, yeah. it was just my team. It was like how many homes I wanted to sell that year. That was all it was. So and then, then 
chipped away. Let's say I have, so let's say I have five to six because that's where I'm at. Now you're kind of saying it can be loose, but maybe think about it, sit with myself and be like, you know, what do I kind of want to happen in the year in these buckets? Is that correct? Yep. Okay. And so now take me to your month before you go to your week. So now I kind of go through those buckets and I decide like what I want that month to look like. So I heard your, your spouse one that like you want to go on, you know, Mm -hmm. two dates. So you go through each bucket and kind of say, here's what I'd like to see this month to know I moved the needle. Is that correct? Yeah. And just to back up in the, so each bucket or like vertical column is like a bucket and there's an, at the top is the year. So it's, what's the one thing that's really important to me to accomplish or just be working towards this year? Because sometimes it's not measurable. It's a feeling or a just a general thing. So it's really identifying that priority in each area for the year. And then the month is the monthly goal is sometimes a measurable thing. Sometimes it's still just a subset of that priority of, you know, making sure X or just tracking something or keeping an eye on something. And I know this may sound a little bit vague, but I it's not always measurable is I guess what I'm saying, 18 different ways. I want to put you on the spot. (laughs) Sure. But so tell me what was on, what did the Academy look like? Because we had a lot of conversations back and forth this month on Boxer and you had multiple conversations. What did that look like for your month goal with the Academy? Yeah, it's funny. I'm pulling up my 411 while we talk about it right now. So it's been different things. So in March of last year, my priority was launching my podcast to drive the academy. So okay. the podcast was the priority at one point. Before that, the the priority was creating the content for the academy. At one point, it was getting a certain number of people to sign up for my initial two launches, which tied to a financial goal, but also kind of like a psychological goal I had of like, I want this many people. That would feel like a win for me. So a lot of it is like what would feel like a win for me, what would feel like a stretch, an accomplishment, and or, you know, like a round number that would be like, I want to, you know, do this or that. So the the priorities, they flex every month, but I'm always looking at like what is the one thing that's really going to move me forward. And so at times it's lead generation, which would be the podcast. At other times it would be lead conversion like having a lot of meetings with people who wanted to, you know, do the academy when I had it in that iteration where I kind of had calls with people and signed them up. And then there's also this third bucket that is not talked about about enough in the real estate industry, which is actually delivering the value that you promised in your lead generation and lead conversion process. So that's like step 3 that I don't hear about nearly enough and that was when I was like I'm going to deliver the best class they've ever taken. I'm going to create amazing lesson plans. I'm going to, you know, knock out some extra bonus materials this week because I want to, you know, exceed expectations and and change lives and, you know, really give people a transformation. So, it's there's like an intuitive d- part of it of like what is the priority, but also sometimes it's very yeah. logical. Like I've sold but the academy. <laughs> Yeah, but here's what I heard. And like I've heard it before and it just it's really clicking right now. But like so taking going back to your academy as as a real life example, there are a gazillion things that you should be doing, could be doing, or want to implement. And what I heard is you're like, I took number one and that's my focus. Sure, maybe you did a couple more things, and I'm sure you did, 
But at the end of the day, you knew that exact one thing that you needed to get through for that month to really push you forward. And that is where I get got stuck. I see there's too much to do. I don't even know where to start. And so I don't. Yeah. And I mean, it happens to all of us. It happens to me. And I, I, I find that I get the most stuck and overwhelmed like that when a couple things have gone down. And these were some of the things I was writing down when we kind of started our brain dump at the beginning of this episode. Number one is if I'm really overscheduled and or under leveraged, it's hard to work in priority because I'm just firefighting and kind of just trying to like push the ocean back. You know what I mean? So (laughs) those are two serious factors that get in the way of goal execution. But I do think that having a sense of priority can help us override that to some degree or to be like, you know what? I need to clear the decks a little bit so that I can do this priority, but to at least know what the priority is. Because there are many Mm -hmm. weeks where the priority does not get done or it's 20% done or 83% done. And then I just roll it to the next week. There are some times when the priority doesn't get done. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe this hasn't gotten done for two months now because it's not actually a priority. I thought it was, but I'm not bought in. Or I could do it, but I do not want to do it. And let me find a different pathway to get this thing done, whatever that thing may be. I love that. That makes so much sense. And like you said before, like holding your goals loosely. So yeah, you had that goal, but then you're also giving yourself permission. If it's dragging on week by week or month by month, it's either not the season or it's some, yes. something's there and then you can go through. Interesting. Yeah, so that's, okay. So then to oh, go let ahead. me say, there's one more thing I want to say about that. So I think, and you and I have had this conversation because you said it a couple different ways. You know, I've learned to be more disciplined with my projects. Because I think a big part of what we all want to accomplish in our businesses could kind of be termed as projects. For example, hiring and onboarding an admin or an errand runner or whatever. That's kind of a project. There's like a workflow. There are things that need to happen at the beginning, the middle, and the ending. And that is one project, right? A different project is my website really needs a revamp. Another project would be I want to start farming. All of those things are great. But what I have found is, A, all of my projects always take more time, energy, and resources than I think they will because I'm innately an optimist. (laughs) And I tend to (laughs) underestimate everything and just sort of opportunity costs. And B, I do work really well in priority. So if I have too many projects cooking, then I really feel that overwhelm. So one of my things that I've learned is only one project at a time. So if I want to onboard and bring on an admin and launch a farm and whatever the other thing was that I said as an example, I need to pick which one I'm doing first. And that's where this having some sort of practice or tool like this can really help because it's I can look at it and say, what would either give me energy or what would be the thing that would make everything easier? And in these kinds of examples, it's often, well, if I hire someone that's actually more work temporarily, including onboarding and training them. But eventually, there's the you know mid and long term payoff of more freedom, more you know support, getting things done. But sometimes I actually do well biting off an easier project to get momentum, and then I do the bigger thing later. So what helps though is getting it out of my head and into some sort of written format, whether it's like typed up or on a sheet of paper, so I can start to get out of emotion and overwhelm and into concrete next steps and start to really 
figure out what is the tiny bite that I can take to get this thing moving. Yes. And I think what you said right there of like getting it out on paper and out of your head, because also as real estate agents, we're so bombarded with do business like this. You should add this. Are you doing this with your business? And like, we can kind of constantly be changing what our goal was. And like, it's the permission to do that, but you're more in charge of like, is that really what I want to add in my business right now? Or did I want to stay focused on what was important? Yeah. And that's the last really big thing that I want to touch on before we wrap up is we all have lots of great ideas occur to us. And depending on your personality type, there's often an excitement or an urgency to start executing. And then you know we can end up with 85 projects going or overwhelming the people who work for us with all of our ideas or whatever the case may be. So one of my practices is I track all of my possible projects in one place. I use the same document for that. There's like a little brain dump section that I just keep at the bottom of all the things I would like to do, right? Because I always want to be changing my brand, making my social media better, you know, again, we could all fill in probably 25 things that would be potential projects. So what's been helpful for me is two things. One, to know that I have a place to keep them and not forget about them. And that really just helps me settle the F down. (laughs) Like, okay, like they're all in one place. So I can come back to them. I have the rest of my life to work. So not that I want to work for the rest of my life, but like there's more, there's always more time. There's always more opportunity. So let me put them somewhere. And then as the weeks go and the months go, I can refer back to it and figure out what the next domino is. Because like I said, the landscape of our lives and businesses is always changing. And suddenly a project that maybe seemed less essential makes sense as the next step. And then when I think something is on deck for the next month, I this is just my like little system, but like I italicize it. Like it's on deck. Like that's the next thing. And for me, it's sort of like, I know what's coming. I know that I'm going to get to that. But I'm also like, but I've got to do the other priority. Or if I'm not going to do the other priority, fine. I just like to make a what I call a powerful decision, cross it off and be like, I'm done. And then I'm not carrying that mental load of, I said I was going to do this, but I didn't do that. So just being really conscious and intentional about what I'm working on and why. And then that allows me to just move through and really create and build these businesses and these things that I do with a lot of intention. And and whenever and the other thing is when I start falling behind on everything, it's like I've got to I've got to delegate or narrow down or both and I can always expand the plate later. Man, so much there. I just have one question because I know you said you wanted to wrap it up and I wanted to make sure I understood correctly. So we talked about like your your big vision, like the one year. We've broken it down to the month. And then it sounds like every week you're looking at what your one month goals were and just chipping at it every week. Is that correct? Yeah. And I did want to say that. So I'm so glad you looped back on that. So I have a recurring reminder every Monday morning to update my document and look back at what I got done last week plan the current week and have my priorities top of mind for the rest of the week. There was a time where I actually did that on Friday afternoons. I now try and take my Fridays easier and I don't like having that particular task on my plate on Fridays. So every Monday I spend... It probably takes me 5 minutes to do the weekly update of just what got done, what didn't get done. And then I plan this week. And then it's funny. I like having that big picture document is a Google sheet. Just that works really well for me. And then my weekly priorities, if I would just like lived off of my email inbox, I would spend all day just responding 
to everything that just came at me. So my priorities go on a sheet of paper that just sits on my desk. And I've learned I, I can only have a couple priorities for the week that really take any time and energy because I need to leave time for everything else that comes along with running a business and having a personal life and having kids. So I've got my key priorities. And there is something that happens a lot of the time where it's like Wednesday, Thursday, and I'm like, oh man, I, I didn't do any of that yet. I've been like reacting, responding. I've been away from you know my working area a lot and like out networking. And that's when I either kind of try and catch up for the week or just say, you know what, I'll move that to next week. So again, it's just allowed me to be very conscious of what I'm doing and, and how much I'm putting on my calendar too. And, and knowing that there's a certain limit to how many networking and out in the world things I can do every week without feeling behind on the stuff that I like to do. For some people, being out and about constantly is is maybe more the priority. I, I think I'm just a little bit more in the middle of that introvert versus extrovert scale. So I like to have a healthy balance with that. So yeah, that's my weekly rhythm. And then at the beginning of every month, I do like a slightly longer update. Maybe I take 15 minutes <laughs> to look at what happened in January. Let's plan February and let me plan week one. And then I just keep editing, adjusting, experimenting, noticing, reflecting, and taking micro actions to keep momentum. Joe and I love so much about this for understanding and reading so many books about schedule and time blocking and all the things which are important to know, but there's there's like so many ways to do things, but I often found them kind of like complicated and you really just simplified it, like a simple system and the results show. So it makes perfect sense. And my favorite part of what you said today was how you're actually just working towards a goal and not actually a goal. So I like, I know like a health bucket is for me and it's like, I don't need a yearly goal, but like I'm working towards being the, the healthy version of myself. What does that look like this month? Like I like thinking about it like that versus an end game. And that, that was my take. Yes. I, I, I just so agree with you. Like on the health thing, like just knowing that I'm working out a certain amount feels like a win to me. It's not about like measuring other things. So it's like what it's, it's really but like knowing what empowers you and what's like healthy for you and, and all of that. And I have to say that's such a great note to end on that complexity for me is just the enemy of execution because the more cumbersome, complicated and heavy-handed anything is, the harder it is to keep it up. We're not robots. So that's where I'm going to end it. <laughs> We are not robots. Embrace your humanity. Find your ways to take micro actions that really inspire you and give you energy. And I think there's so much magic there. And we will be back soon with our next episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And we'll talk with you soon.